This week, metal Satan birds, happy delivery men, or flying rocket fists. And don't try punching them back, because they're out of reach. We're talking drones. And although it seems bleak, not all is lost. Because I will save you from the future. Welcome back to I Will Save You From The Future, a podcast about new technology and how to stay safe, how to protect the people that you love from an impending future doom apocalypse scenario. Um, With me in the studio, I have uh, Tom Bowne. Hello. Uh, He um, and I co-hosted a series called Peaked. Co-host, I mean, we still currently have one more episode. Uh, We do a, a podcast together called uh peaked which is all about the tv show twin peaks the objectively incredible tv show twin peaks the uh controversial at best the television, television show the thing that was definitely a tv show that aired on tv this year. yes it was definitely a tv show that definitely aired after uh, 25 years of not being on the television mm-hmm. it came back uh, and we did a podcast about it and um that's wrapping up um but i wanted to get bound in as a guest on my uh other podcast you see thank this you for one. having me no worries, no worries. Thank you for being here. I've now been involved in all of your podcasts now. Yeah. Also, this episode is kind of special. We're recording in front of a live studio audience of bees. Yeah, they're doing well. They're oh, well thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Bees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so the bees are here um, because I got sent in. Um, we got uh, a suggestion Okay. from a listener and i'm sorry i lost track of it in the twitter feed i think it was on twitter i apologize i can't remember who it was that submitted this but they sent in a story from cnn um okay. about these little drone bees they sent me a story uh, about a design student called anna haldewang i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly haldewang haldewang she uh, was a design. She is an art and design student at the uh, Savannah College of Art and Design in uh, Georgia, and they ran this story. I think mainly because it is um, kind of cool and terrifying. Where uh, the student for their final like thesis had designed a drone bee. Okay. The idea was um, simply to, uh, if we need to, you know, because humans are stupid, replace bees. I mean, that's literally the plot of a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. So this is a person in the real world who actually designed that. Okay. Um, they haven't made one. They haven't made a prototype, but they designed how it would work. And they mm-hmm. came up with um, a pretty badass looking design. Um, and they, they suggested that they could be used to pollinate flowers and replace bees in the ecosystem, um, you know, in the unfortunate yeah. circumstances that we, we do wipe out the bees which is a, a serious yeah. environmental consideration. 
We're trying to be good to the bees in our house. Yeah. We've got a little bee home. I have a couple other unrelated stories I wanted to mention, some more topical things. We are doing this episode about drones. Yes. We are One of the about... lesser Muse albums. Yes. Oh, man. I mean, the the, um, the single Psycho was a good start, but then after that, it just... Why are you looking at me that way? It's a bad album. Yeah. It's, um, it's... But it's an interesting technology. We're going to be talking about drones this episode, but um, I just wanted to th- point out a couple other things that are, are happening out in the world that are okay. unrelated. Did you know that the Red Sox... Yeah. Recently cheated using Apple Watches. What? I heard something about cheating with Apple Watches. I didn't know it was the Red Sox. This is so. This is the Red Sox, the baseball team. Yeah. Apparently, in the Major League Baseball game tournaments, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to like text your friends on the team about what the, the other team are planning. Okay, um, that makes sense. But that apparently is precisely what was going down in some games this year. And they're under investigation by uh, the baseball men, baseball authority, because they were sending uh, pitch plans. Mm -hmm. They were uh, overhearing things and then texting them. And they were appearing on the wrist of the of the guy, one of the members of the team. That's not bad. And then relaying it to the uh, to the man with the bat. So these are people who were sat kind of near the. Yeah, they're in the dugout. So they're in the I believe how it went down is they were in the dugout and they're overhearing plans. (laughs) And the, you, they hear the other team being like, throw the ball southwest, put a spin on it, yeah. you know, however they do that. And um, then they're like, SW with a spin, yeah. winky face. And that would go through to the um, guy with the big cage on his face. Yeah. He would have that. It would see that the on his... Guy. The catcher. I was going to say the catcher guy, but it actually is called the catcher. I yes. Think. The big the big man, the bad guy from uh, Super Mario Bros. 3. Catchy boy. The one that jumps and you have to hit him on his head. Oh, motherfucker. It would come up through his Apple Watch. It would come up on his Apple Watch and then he would do the, like, finger signs uh, to tell the the Batman um, how (laughs) how to hit. Um, So, yeah, technology is ruining baseball. Everyone's favorite sport. That'd be good, though, because, yeah, if um, you hear him in the dugout and they say to the next batter, like, trying to hit a home run now, they can say, hey, he's going to try and hit a home run. Mm. Try and make sure to catch it good. Yeah, I'll absolutely. Throw it wonky. Clothes that change size. Clothes that grow with your child. Okay. This is a story about a prototype garment created mm-hmm. for children that won a prize. It won a, a, a prize called the Dyson Prize, yes. uh, given out by Dyson mm-hmm. for um, innovative technology, yeah. you know, things. Um, and the the idea is is a um, item of clothing for your child that can kind of grow and get larger and change size over okay. over time. How do we feel about that? It's pretty interesting. I would think, like, not to generalise, but I'd say a lot of mothers I know really like dressing their kids up in so many different outfits. Yeah, I feel like enjoy it. if this catches on, um, maybe kids get less stylish. Yeah, <laughs> which is always a problem. It's going to be thrifty. It's going to be yep. real good. That's going to be good for If many, the yeah. price is right, mm-hmm. which sometimes we know it isn't. I'd say, like, so how does it know to grow? Is it once the bulge starts coming in a bit, it just slacks a bit more? I assume it has some kind of, like, smart camera, mm-hmm. machine learning technology that looks at what you're feeding your child. Right. And adjusts accordingly, kind of preemptively. Or it's just made of billions of nanobots. Yeah. They just go a little further apart. Yeah, they the um it's got an interface that actually just you have to get a, a little um jack socket implanted in the in the nape of the child's neck. <laughs> and you jack into the clothing jacks into that like uh, the matrix. Mm-hmm. 
and feeds right into the central nervous system. So that's feeding back into the clothing and the clothing knows uh, whether your child is agitated, whether it's got like a glandular thing going on and it's going to fluctuate or whether it's going through a growth spurt. And that that information is relayed out of the out of the neural interface and yes. down into the back of the down the kind of spine of the jorts of the into the jorts That's right. <laughs> into the jorts and maybe they weren't jorts before yeah <laughs> but they uh, they know, it knows that the kid is like on its way to the beach because it's it's excited and it keeps can, saying beach it's, it keeps hearing the word beach and it's noticing the influx of like uv yeah. radiation and vitamin d and it's like whoa now these trousers yeah. are jorts so all the nanobots just come into the upper part of the um the leg yeah they just roll up or shrink or get closer together that's good i assume it's kind of like a flexible membrane nothing to do with drones no but breaks the ice plus i've always thought baseball can use more cheating thank you thank you bees (laughs) (laughs) Um, you're really really (laughs) amused by this bee thing aren't you I had it in mind to have like live sampling in this podcast <laughs> right from the beginning, but I decided that it was way too much work. <laughs> and now I'm so happy that I decided that it wasn't. Oh my god. <laughs> Fantastic. So we're talking about drones. We're talking about those mysterious birds in the sky made of metal. Yes. Um, how much experience do you have with drones? Um, many experiences that my dad got a drone recently. My dad Your got, dad gets everything. My dad likes his toys very he much. Does. And then he gets bored of them very quickly. But that's fine, because I get to play with them for a little bit before he sells them. And he got a DJI Spark, which is the very, very teeny drone. Yeah, the tiny drone. little drone that DJI released earlier this year. Yeah, I yeah. so. Um, it's really cool. So I've used that a couple of times. We used it um, around the skate park recently. Like we went mm. back to Lincoln, used it at the local skate park, and the kids were all happy. So I made a little video out of that, and that was really fun. Mm. Um, it's very easy to use, but the batteries only last like 15 minutes each. Yeah, it, it, there are still some definitely some kinks to work out. Yeah. But um, we are living in a, a period of rapid growth in this mm-hmm. particular industry. Drones, um, remote control flying vehicles in kind of a lot of different industries are a booming, booming uh, bubble right now. I actually have a quote here from a guy called Chris Anderson who founded a company called 3D Robotics. He formerly worked at Wired. Okay. Um, and he said, we are entering the drone age. Ooh. Yeah, um, we are entering the drone age. He also followed up by saying we should peep the new album from his band, Queens of the Drone Age. Oh my God. No. <laughs> Stop it. Please. Hey, they get it. I'm going to attempt to give a brief history of drones up okay. to the present day. Yeah. I'm going to try and keep it as as interesting and quick and concise as possible. Okay. We made robots, then we made them fly and bomb people. Yeah. Well, actually, we made planes. Okay. Actually, before that, we made boats, and then we made balloons, and then we made kites, and then we made planes. Um, what order is this going in? <laughs> so... <laughs> So I found this Fortune article online. You can Google it There's using the same kind of terms I used. And they tried to trace the history of drones all the way back to Nikola Tesla. Okay. I respectfully disagree. All right. <laughs> Nikola Tesla was a very cool dude and he made a lot of very cool stuff. I'm very happy that he existed, but he is not the father of, of drone so technology. what's the logic there? Is it like, well, drones use electricity and he invented a type of electricity? Well, they pointed to this uh, moment at an, a, a, 
uh, expo okay. in 1898 where he used radio frequencies to turn on and off motors on a little boat. All right. That's cool. So he was effectively controlling a little boat by remote mm -hmm. control, by RF, the way that we think of uh, remote control cars and stuff yeah. now. But I personally think that that's a bit of a stretch. And then in 1899, Thomas Edison used that same thing to drown children to prove that this was evil. Yes. As was his want. Yes. Uh, um, in the, the little known um, Edison rampage. <laughs> <laughs> that um yeah we all kind of uh sweep under the under the rug yeah. everyone remembers the elephant but not the many many children that lie dead in his wake yeah um so then world war world war one happened that was a bad thing that yeah i mean it uh grossly negative thing but fantastic for industry Hell yeah really really great for technology mm -hmm. and world war one brought us uh, the advent of planes in military right. use in military combat, it was the first time that we we kind of en masse had big flying armadas shooting people and, and dropping stuff and doing doing cool things and doing scouting and stuff mm -hmm. and having a look at stuff. Then it really, really kicked off World War II um, with the uh, American Air Force. They pioneered this um, the first remote-controlled plane called the OQ-2. Oh, okay. Um, and they, they were all built by Marilyn Monroe. What? Yeah. Multi-talented. Yeah, no, crazy, That's right? Crazy. No, uh, there is a very famous series of photographs of Norma Jean Mortensen, mm -hmm. aka Marilyn Monroe, before she was Marilyn Monroe, working in a factory building these these oh. remote control planes. That's really cool. Yeah, she she worked in a factory that manufactured these remote controlled American um, biplanes, okay. and they were essentially conceived of as kind of kam kamikaze bombs. Right. They you 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 I guess fill them up with like gunpowder or whatever and you'd fly them and then you'd crash them so like a one use only type of deal yeah they like a kind of fly-by-wire missile that costs a lot of money to make yeah. and and yeah disposable jet yeah disposable little plane um but they never i as far as i could tell never got to use them oh they tested right. and stuff they worked on them but uh, they didn't get um rolled out in time because we won <laughs> yes we won yeah so I guess that's a win. I guess they just wanted to give Norma Jean some shit to do. Yeah, I guess that's very nice. Yeah. But a little disappointing if you're a fan of um, driverless kamikaze planes. <laughs> yeah. So then we got a, a lot of big uh, developments happened in the 60s and 70s to do with um, electronics and technology. One of the big ones was transistors got much smaller and mm -hmm. much cheaper. So accessibility to components like that um, started making small lightweight craft and and vehicles much more um feasible and much more cost effective in 1973 yep. israel Oof. creates the mastiff uav which i believe is the first um of what we kind of currently you know the first generation of what we now associate with military drones right. yeah um, it looks like yeah it looks like what you picture when you think of a modern warfare kind of robotic kind of bombing or surveillance drone that was kind of the start of it throughout the kind of 70s and 80s various people developed these um in the 80s quite a lot of um drones following on from that kind of design were used in syria mostly unarmed at this point uh, they were used to kind of distract uh, in syria at least they were used to distract soviet um anti-aircraft okay. systems so you would fly something like inexpensive that didn't have a person mm -hmm. over us over an area and they would shoot at it and then you would know where they were okay right um so you could take them out 
That's um, cool. Because anti-aircraft stuff is, is big and heavy and can't move it very easily. So basically the first few decades of drone usage, they were really disposable. Yeah, they were very, very... They dis- were trash. Yeah, they were they were sky trash. And, yeah. and Smart sky trash. Many people would argue they're still sky trash. <laughs> um, at this stage, you're kind of... Uh, the way they operate, you're launching them and doing the initial ascent, as I understand it, with uh, a remote control. Yeah. And you have to be quite close to it. So often there would be someone, a pilot on the launch site or near to the launch site who has essentially a, a, a much bigger version of what of a remote control for, yes. a, for a toy car. <laughs> and then once it gets to a certain altitude, once they get to a certain altitude, they can then be controlled. The transfer uh, control can be transferred to a military satellite. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so they can go greater distances and the man with the remote control doesn't have to be running along yeah. <laughs> on the ground trying <laughs> to follow it. That would be really fun. In 1995... A company called General Atomics... That's not ominous. Yeah, not ominous at all. Not a terrifying name. Came out with the MQ-1 Predator UAV. Again, not a a terrifying name at all. Um, The Predator is the kind of benchmark Mm -hmm. of modern like military drones at least in the west at least for the kind of western militaries the predator is the like brand name yeah it was even, the first drone with thermal vision even if you <laughs> it took a while i got that yeah it's like a hoover or a, a breville toasting machine or something like okay. it's the even if you or like to kickstart something or to google something right okay. you know it's you you might see a drone coming at you it's not a predator yeah. it's like a, it's not a you, you know mq1 it's an mq2 or mq5 or whatever but you just call it a predator like at this point and everyone kind of understands what you mean um it's one of those it's like it's got okay. a, a solid brand so what was it used for because that name makes it seem like it would have prey of some kind uh yeah so it hits the scene um in 1995 it's like a big com- like huge kind of white uav mm-hmm. um which i should point out stands for unmanned aerial vehicle uh, otherwise sometimes called a remotely piloted aircraft the early models they didn't they weren't armed mm-hmm. and like i said you had to have like a guy in a van really <laughs> nearby with a remote control to get it off the ground and then once you were in the air it transferred to satellite okay. and it could be piloted over great distances and uh, later on later models they figured out how to do it entirely using satellites that technology nice. got better so you didn't need a guy there at all you could be anywhere in the world um, which becomes important later on if you're like the CIA and you want to bomb Bin Laden. Hell yeah. You know, uh, you don't want to leave your cushy office in in yeah. somewhere in Central, in America. You don't have to get some dude in the van like booking it over to the drone if it breaks. Yeah, exactly. So at this point, they're mostly for reconnaissance. Mm-hmm. They carry cameras. They also incorporate a system called Synthetic Aperture Radar, okay. uh, or SAR, which is a type of radar that you... That, incorporates the movement of a vehicle so you know if you did like radar from one fixed position Mm -hmm. you'd kind of get like a flat image because you're bouncing you're bouncing sound waves off something and and measuring how long they come to take to come back Mm -hmm. um if you are traveling it can use that motion to kind of get a a 3d right view of the of a, a topographic view of an area because you have that um movement along the x axis this has to be the first time that SARS have been a boon for a population. Thank you. Thank you. Um, they were later equipped with uh, laser designators, which were basically glorified laser pointers that would help with okay. targeting. And this meant that unmanned drones, a little bit like taking kind of surveillance 
back in World War One and Two, mm-hmm. when you would take photographs, you'd take old school photographs, and then you'd show the artillery guys where to shoot. Um, you can, at this point, now use this laser targeter on a drone, and another uh, a manned aircraft with uh, carrying missiles mm-hmm. can use that laser to to um, target okay. to get more accurate on a on a target on an That's external cool. target then the later models this is where it starts getting a little scarier okay the later models like the rq1 um were equipped with hellfire anti-tank missiles they were called hellfire uh, yeah, that well, that's the that's the name of the missiles. Okay, you got to remember that the guys that make these guns, mm-hmm. they're not the government. No. They're the gun makers, yeah. and they've got a business to run, and they understand the value of branding. Yeah, this is very good marketing. They understand Make the value it all sound of branding. Terrifying. Yeah, I mean, there's the there's the um, at this point, I think, kind of cliche um, point that a lot of people make about assault rifles. The mm-hmm. word assault doesn't actually mean anything technically. Yeah. It doesn't need to be in there. That's a branding thing. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for these kind of things, like Hellfire Missile. That sounds cool. Hell yeah. That sounds like it's going to fuck up a tank. Mm-hmm. Um, Scum destroy a nuke. Yeah. Baddie, dis- baddie kill. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, yeah, that's why they're called Predators, and that's why these missiles are called Hellfire, mm-hmm. because um, they're badass. And when you've got... When you're <laughs> like... You're the president. Yeah. Say you're... Um, who's president right now? What, now or in the mid-90s? Whoever's president right now, you're president of the United States. Whoever you are is currently the president. I forget. Well, that um, dude would definitely buy something called Hellfire above anything else. He's, gonna, he's going to the store. He goes to the missile store. Yeah. He's like, the military calls him up and is like, we're running low. And he's, he's like, cool, I'll, yeah. I'll run to Walmart. If he has a family, if they have a family. If they uh, love him. They might take their family also to the gun store. And they see something that says Hellfire. Um, They're like, damn, 17 million of those, please. (laughs) And then, yeah, there's been a lot of development in the last uh, couple decades. Mm -hmm. It's really kind of like blasted drone warfare, particularly military drones into the stratosphere. All kinds of ideas. They can carry bigger things. They can carry different missiles. There's even an initiative where they, uh, there's a US military initiative where they uh, have drones that can carry other smaller drones. Oh, okay. So I I didn't delve too deep into this. Like a drone aircraft carrier. Yeah, I guess like if you, if you, Oh, they've spotted the big one. Drop the little one. Just like that thing from that Shield have in the Marvel movies. Yeah, because that's just propellers, propellers as well. Yeah, it's not nearly that big. Well, We're still yeah. talking like the size of a predator, which is maybe like the size of a very big basketball player. Okay. <laughs> if he was lying down and made of metal, and as wide as he was tall. Yeah, and had wings <laughs> like all basketball players. Yeah. So you're basically uh, talking about Dennis Rodman. Yes. Yeah. If. If Dennis Rodman was made of white metal and had extra fins and wings and stuff and carried big explosives. Well, he's got that explosive dunk. That size. But then um, also imagine him in this scenario. But I should um, point out, I don't know what Dennis Rodman looks like, so it's hard for me to actually imagine this. Picture him however you want to design him in your head with like a kind of kangaroo pouch okay. on the underbelly that's carrying like a little jockey like a <laughs> horse jockey okay. i've given him mutton chops by the way yeah <laughs> in my mind so he's there with his mutton chops and he's also got a little baby jockey drone and so like Aww. if he if his senses pick up that like al-qaeda's targeted him mm-hmm. he can be like well i may be going down 
<laughs> but uh, my child, my progeny yeah. will carry on the reconnaissance. Yeah. Go, drone joeys, go. <laughs> go, my little drone joeys. <laughs> Fly! Um, yes. <laughs> thank you, yes. Yes, you do. Buzz. You're doing a great job. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We're here all night. <laughs> That's military drones. Okay. That's military drones in a nutshell. There are tons of them, yeah. and I'm not really interested in statistics, but there are tons of them, mm. and they are uh, they are used a lot, and they are used particularly uh, over uh, areas of conflict, Yes. areas where modern conflicts are happening, and they are used by the kind of major forces we mentioned, Israel, um, America has the mm. most of them, of course, in the world because, of course, they have to have the most of them. Obama fell in love, um, and the armed ones have carried out many, many, many armed bombing attacks yes. on various targets over the last few years, and also civilian areas by accident. Yes, uh, they've done that as well, and I don't want to. I don't want to get too political on this, yeah. but they tend to sometimes kill civilians, also. Yeah, um, and I think they're to date are, are over a, a thousand confirmed civilian deaths as a result a of, of these bombing runs what's kind of more interesting is that the ethics and the the ethics and the legalities of using drones in mili- in warfare okay. are still somewhat gray oh so like when when al-qaeda when the kind of remaining leadership of al-qaeda fled from where they were and into like adjacent countries they're like sovereign protected nations right where america's not allowed to conduct military stuff right technically except that they did obama somehow obama's administration managed to argue that they're like they posed a serious immediate threat to that nation as well and managed to somehow like bend the rules obama just like smiled at them and they were like fine yeah obama just like you know charmed his did his little off. mini thumb yeah. little mini thumbs up and spoke in that lovely silky voice of his oh, yes. and he said like well don't forget about it mm-hmm. it's fine forget hey forget about it i'm obama hey. and um was like not a big deal That's that they exactly were dropping like. explosives on land where they're not allowed to do that yeah. and that, that went ahead another thing that makes this extra gray which i don't fully understand and i i would not pretend to be an expert on okay. but there is certain pieces of of post 9 11 legislation that mm-hmm. give the cia quite a broad scope to determine who is a target and who isn't right. without checking with anyone else okay without like asking anyone else's permission um or feeling particularly sorry if a civilian gets killed so they can basically use any excuse they want up to a certain point yeah within like within reason they can just kind of go ahead and use their own discretion when it comes to using a drone to drop bombs on people Oh, there's a couple of buildings a bit too close to each other there. Yeah, these guys, I'm watching them from from the sky mm-hmm. right now, and they're they're recording a pretty anti-American podcast right now. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and tick that box. That sounds right. Yeah. Oh, that's so, what that noise is. So, uh, I don't yeah. know how much longer we have left. <laughs> so they can be pretty terrifying. Mm. Um, then there's commercial drones. Yep, they're the best, the fun drones. Yeah, commercial drones, a.k.a. the fun drones, Mm -hmm. which we obviously, in the industry, we call them the fun drones. (laughs) Um, They all started with the Parrot um, AR drone in 2010, roughly. 
speaking. That was the kind of dawn of commercial drones as we know them. And they come in many shapes and sizes. They generally tend to have two or four or six spinning propeller mm -hmm. motors yep. um, that give them the ability to uh, take off vertically from the ground or from a surface. And they tend to be remote controlled by either a, a quite a chunky remote control device or some kind of hybrid that runs on your phone. Okay. Um, and there are a bunch of companies uh, using uh, creating these. Para are one yep. still they're in the mix dji who we mentioned because yes. of your dad yeah um they uh, have a bunch of different models the most popular i think is the dji mavic right pro yeah, which that. i i know quite a few people who own because it mm -hmm. um has a fantastic camera built into it it's used by a lot of film and television people oh yeah is it 4k uh yeah i believe oh, nice. so um, you got a company called Unique, spelled Y-U-N-E-E-C. That is they, unique. They have a bunch of drones. Yeah, very clever name. <laughs> um, another company called Walk Era um, and uh, Flyability. They're another one. That's something you need for a drone. Yeah. So and which one does the Phantom? The Phantom is probably the biggest one that I know of. The Phantom is DJI, but it's since been overtaken by the Mavic. Okay. Um, the Mavic is kind of the follow-up to the Phantom range. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for a long time, the kind of DJI Phantom was, at least in film and television and online video, was considered kind of the, the benchmark. Mm -hmm. A couple other companies do them. GoPro make them, except that they yeah. fall out of the sky. Oh no! Yeah, That's they bad. went. They had a very rough year in 2016. <laughs> they had a very, very bad year. They released the GoPro Five, and nobody wanted oh. it. They released the um, highly anticipated drone, and everything was looking good until there was a massive fault, and they oh. had to recall them because they were just powering off in the middle of flying nice. and falling on people. Stick to stuff that stays on the ground or on people's heads. How about guys? you manage your company well, GoPro? Suck it, GoPro. How about you actually just, like, manage your company you, properly? GoPro. Yeah. Not to... No. Nah, GoPros are pretty cool. Yeah, go, the GoPro... No, yeah, I mean, GoPro cameras are cool. Yeah. GoPro as a company are flailing, It's man. not that they're bad, it's just that they should go fuck themselves? It's not that they're bad, it's just that they fucking suck. <laughs> it's not that they make bad products or are inherently bad people, it's just they fucking shit. <laughs> And maybe fuck off. <laughs> the bees agree. Thank you, bees. The bees agree. You agree, don't you? Yeah. Go yeah. Bees. So that's yeah. That's kind of where we're at. And um, again, what? like legislation and and ethics and and whatnot are, are kind of grey and they're still evolving. And there are certain areas, like we live in London, there are a lot of areas mm -hmm. where we are not allowed to fly personal or or commercial drones. Yeah. Because, uh, say, you're near an airport and it's protected airspace, mm -hmm. or it's central London, it's private property. A lot of it yeah. is is like private public land <laughs> where there okay. are different rules. Um, and also, you know, just like government and military and police stuff happens in a lot of areas in London that you don't think about. And if you want to fly one, at the, uh, you usually have to ask permission at the very yeah. least yep. uh, ahead of time. I just wanted to ask you, so, you know, I have, um, you've been to my house and I have a bunch of woods behind my house. Yeah. I think if I got a drone, I'd be able to like fly it over the woods or in the woods without asking permission. I think where you live and not to dox you, too much i think where you live out in the sticks you'd be fine no seriously i think you're in a council that would be pretty relaxed but okay. you would have to check um there are websites dedicated to kind of keeping track of what the different rules are okay and if you talk to any number of our friends who are camera people with drones they'll know um nice. where to go for that kind of resource um and it re yeah it really it depends so for instance where i live it's per it's absolutely fine yep. i could go down to the park this e this afternoon oh, cool 
and I could fly uh, my housemate Mandy's drone um, and film video and it would be fine. That's and the only awesome. rules that apply to it are general national rules about the uh, maximum height you can fly mm -hmm. and uh, rules, the, the, the usual That's rules it. that uh, are common with cameras, so like I'm, don't film people against their will. Yeah, so am I right in thinking 120 meters is kind of the maximum you're allowed to go? I believe it's around that yeah. and most drones that you buy um will have that built in as an upper mm. limit because they can tell yeah, how high they are that's what my dad does yeah they can tell how high they are they will let you know on your interface or mm -hmm. your controller how high you are and, and whether you're getting to the limit mm -hmm. and they they generally won't there'll be like a hard ceiling that stops you flying higher yeah. the software actually stops you before you get into illegal territory um yeah so that's that's drones um, they fly around and a lot of them have cameras and some of them have weapons and mm -hmm. some of them are, are big and, and some of them are very small. What can we do with them that's good? Um, I don't know, do deliveries count? Like home deliveries? Amazon Ooh. drones and shit? Yeah, yeah. So we didn't talk about this yet. Um, there is this, this growing idea that they're going to be, they're going to be used for like deliveries mm -hmm. to deliver food, deliver packages, uh, deliver medicine. Yep. I saw one in... about delivering pizza recently. Ooh pizza drone that would be sick not quite as altruistic as as say medicine in well, a war zone that depends who you are i guess if you're <laughs> absolutely dying for yeah. pizza <laughs> I'm or you're suffering from a kind of egregious um yeah. pizza injury i've got a cholesterol deficiency yeah no I, yeah i can totally see a, a mm. scenario where there there is a need for emergency pizza yes um so yeah you got emergency pizza drones amazon made a lot of news a while back now, mm. uh, over over a year, two years? It's quite been a while. time, yeah, and it's I haven't been really heard much on it. Ama well, yeah, so there's a reason you haven't heard okay. much about it. Here's my spin. Okay. And maybe, like, th maybe this is a segment that's like, Bing's spin. <laughs> maybe this is part of the revamp of the show. Oh, no, Bing, Bing's two cents. They can't see what you're doing with your chin. I'm doing, like, I'm framing my face. Yeah. If you can't, just imagine me kind of, like, doing cutesy Vogue. Vo yeah, vo it's Vogue shit. Yeah. Bing's two cents. Amazon made made waves a couple years ago by announcing that they were developing and patenting ideas for um, a fleet of delivery drones mm -hmm. that would take their Amazon Prime products and fly them um, to people in, you know, popular areas mm -hmm. in, you know, London and, yeah. and other, you know, hubs, big hubs where it is viable. Um, they would fly their, their Amazon Prime deliveries um, with no human needed and drop mm -hmm. them right on your doorstep with a little drone and maybe yep. it would like knock on your door a little like Prada thing comes out of it and it knocks on your yeah, door and when you open the door it plays a little song yeah it plays a little like you, your delivery is here thank you da -ding! Um, da -ding. so they, they made waves um, Jeff Bells Jeff Bezos it's Jeff Bezos Bezos Jeff Beelzebub Jeff Bezos Jude Law. That's the guy. <laughs> Je John yes. Jeffrey Bezels of Amazon right. uh, actually went on television and talked about this, mm -hmm. and and it created a lot of stir for for a whole like news cycle and a half. It was the only fucking thing you could hear about was like, oh, Amazon drones. Everyone was talking yeah, about it. Every outlet was talking about it. Every tech and news mm -hmm. website was was carrying this story. Like Amazon drones are going to be the the way of the future. Here's the thing. Here's the fucking thing, people. Okay? Open your eyes. Okay? This technology, even if it is cost-effective, 
is years and years away, okay. probably a full decade away from being actually viable as okay. a delivery mechanism on a large scale. Even if it does become viable, it's pretty damn costly to build a fleet of drones mm. and build an infrastructure that supports those drones and keeps everything ticking when you could just pay some dude minimum wage <laughs> to drive his own van around like you're already doing. Well, I was thinking um, it'd be too popular, right? Like, they wouldn't have enough to fill the demand of all the people who would want drone delivery. Yeah, you would need a lot. It would take a long time to phase in. Mm -hmm. It generally when you start thinking about it it kind of unravels mm -hmm. the reason right the reason jeffrey bezels talked about this on the television and released a big uh, press statement about them patenting it right mm -hmm. was it was like it was like this kind of time in the year yep. september october mm -hmm. um what's coming up christmas hell yeah christmas is coming up guys and what does amazon want everyone to be talking about in the run-up to Christmas. Them. Amazon. And that, that for the for the cost of filing a patent and making some cool Photoshop pictures mm -hmm. of, like, concept drawings of drones, mm -hmm. you've just got yourself mm -hmm. billions of dollars yes. of free publicity. Plus, I was thinking, like, their stock would probably go up on this announcement. Yeah. And then it wouldn't really go down just because it didn't happen. Yeah. So provide them a nice boost as well. Yeah. You get a boost in your stock. You get a boost in your brand awareness right at the time of year when people are starting to think about Christmas mm -hmm. presents. They, they're looking to yeah. their, they're looking at their options and they're thinking about where they're going to do all their shopping. Yeah. Amazon sticks in their mind because, ooh, drones, yep. cool, future. <laughs> and you don't really need to fulfill on anything because you haven't really promised anything. You've just said that you're working on it. That's just trying to get the six people in the world who don't already use Amazon to get all their Christmas presents. Exactly. Amazon is the final, is the new frontier yeah. of, uh, of experimental marketing. Don't trust yeah. a word they fucking say. They're also geniuses and I kind of love them. Yeah, experimental marketing, except when you just get Jeremy Clarkson to advertise the fire stick. Yeah. I'm Jeremy Clarkson. Hey. <laughs> I play <her. laughs> Experiments don't have to be successful no. to still be experiments. <laughs> oh, because they did have the thing where um, one of the Jeremy Clarkson adverts had him flying loads of drones over to Europe. Yeah. With fire sticks and shit on them. Yeah. God damn it. Nonsense. Nonsense. <laughs> they wouldn't make it over the channel. Yeah. So there's my two cents on that. There's on just that a lot Amazon of dead thing. robots in the sea now. Yeah. That's my two cents on the Amazon thing. But, like, it's it's a realistic idea that you could use them to deliver yeah. stuff. Particularly in, like, I mean, a bit like the unmanned drones in warfare. You use them in dangerous places. Yes. There's applications, you know, theoretical applications in firefighting, mm -hmm. in law enforcement. We already use um, remote control robots, land robots, in, say, bomb disarm right. disarming. Yep. Um, to go into toxic areas, to go into, like, power plants that have melted down, you know, because they're robots and they don't have feelings. Yeah, the Hurt Locker isn't always available. Yeah, exactly. That was that guy's name in the movie, right? What, Mr. Hurt, Mr. The Hurt Locker? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't yeah. watching very hard. That was the guy from Memento, right? Uh, it's Jeff Jerry Renner. He was Hawkeye. Jeremy, yeah, Jeremy Renner, but the it's Flash. Guy Guy <laughs> sure. Yeah. You've got it. Yeah, the Flash from, from TV. Um, he was a, yeah, his name is The Hurt Locker. Yeah. Yeah. And he was also in Memento. And he was also in Memento. <laughs> right. And he hosts the Eric Andre show. <laughs> yes, and he hosts the Eric Andre show.
<laughs> Which is strange because it should be called the Hurt Locker Show. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm confused. The the Hurt Locker Show. The the Hurt show. Locker Show show. Um, just really quickly going back to the whole commercial delivery thing. I'd really like to see this because I'd like it to become a huge thing. And whenever you look up in the sky, you see all of these drones constantly trying to avoid each other and not crash into each other. So you like that idea? I think it will obviously not so much if they start falling on people's heads. I think it will just make the sky a bit more entertaining. So you you think that clouds are boring? What? It's just more drones- fucking... It's just motherfucking blue and clouds. Drones are going to make... The, so your point in, in drones' favour, yeah. from your point of view, okay. is they're going to make the sky more interesting, a bit like a screensaver. Exactly. Okay, so did you see your housemate Mandy on Twitter yesterday was really happy that she managed to actually get some birds in some pictures? Because she was saying some shit about how everyone on Instagram fake like photoshops birds in or whatever. Oh yeah, you need birds. Yeah, it'd be like that, but for drones. Yeah, you're doing your fashion shoot in Portugal yeah. or wherever, and you got a couple of drones in the background. And there's never any birds when you want a nice like cinematic flourish of birds. Yeah. But in the future, where drone delivery happens, there's always going to be drones. Hell yeah. Yeah, but then do they become like kitsch and cliche oh. and like maybe? That starts working against you. Because that's when we bring the birds back. That's when Because we... we've had to kill them all off to make room for the drones in the sky. But we've kept a few, like in zoos and stuff, for breeding for if we need to bring them back. Sure. So, <laughs> we're replacing birds. Uh, yeah, what do birds do, really? I guess they're not very organised. No. They fly, they go from the tree the to the... most they can deliver is like a little message on their ankle. Yeah, that sucks. They can't carry, like, my new iPod. Yeah. Or whatever. They can't carry a... Um, drones could carry a whole novel. 16-pack of Andrex toilet paper f- that I need instantly. <laughs> Stat, two-hour delivery pronto, because yeah. I've run out and I need... You're not kidding, by the way. It. This is how they get um, toilet paper in Bing's house. They get it delivered by Amazon Prime. We do. We do. And we have a lot of it, because I forgot yes. to unsubscribe. <laughs> what, do you have a thing? Like, every few weeks you get toilet paper? It's like paper. every month. <laughs> And we do not use that much in a month. And now we have like six months worth. Oh my God. And I finally unsubscribed from it. But yeah, I mean, birds can't carry heavy toilet paper packets. They fly from tree. They get a tree. They go to the tree. They get a berry. They think like, oh, tasty berry. Maybe they fly back up to the pole. Make some fucking noise outside your window. They make some noise outside my window when I'm trying to fucking sleep. And then I say that it's not like drone noise would be better. Well, they're disorganised, yeah. is my point. Yeah. At least, no, you're right. At least drones would be like a predictable kind of background hum. Yeah, I think this is how they should advertise drones. Drones, better birds. Better than birds. Yep. Drones. <laughs> An improvement on birds. If you like birds, you'll love drones. <laughs> and then people could go like drone watching. Like, oh, I've just seen a Mavic. And they take a picture of it and they add it to their collection and share it on the little drone spotting groups on Facebook. Drones, the sequel to birds. <laughs> oh, the, far, the, the far more exciting and useful sequel to birds. <laughs> and, we, and what? We get like a we get a new generation of Twitchers, yeah. like bird watchers who, who watch drones. Yeah. And they catalog. God, they would though, wouldn't they? Yes. I mean, train spotting is a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like if they ever did a sequel to that movie, Stocks, like an anthropomorphized drone carrying a baby, that oh, would be Stocks too. Or they could do a sequel to that movie, Train Spotting. Yes. Uh, where they're all watching drones and taking cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happens in the first one. I assume, I've never seen it. No? No, I know someone says, safe as fuck. 
Yep. And in a part, and he's in a club. Instead of Choose Life, they could say Choose Drones. Choose Drones. By the way, they did actually make a sequel to Train Spotting already. <laughs> Shit, so it's going to be Train Spotting 3 colon yeah. Drone Spotting. That's right. They get all the heroin delivered via drones. <laughs> and we have different scales of drone as well, because of course we have the bees. Yep. Yep. Uh huh. That's you guys. Yep. And we, you know, we work all the way up. There's like a whole, maybe a whole ecosystem, a whole like genus tree, family tree of drones at this point in like a hundred years time, Mm -hmm. all the way from tiny little bug drones that carry pollen around and, and steal, like pick up your crumbs and stuff in your kitchen Mm -hmm. and drop them in the bin. (laughs) And then all the way up to, up to the basketball sized ones. Yes. That that bring your new car. So you got like Papa Drone, Drone at. Yeah. I don't know any of the Smurfs. That's pretty gender normative. Of well, you. I don't know any of the Smurfs. How did dr- drones might have their own genders or oh. no genders at all? It might be like her, where they they can all talk telepathically. That sounds terrifying. So I think we should take a break at this point. Okay. And come back and talk about the worst case scenarios. Okay, that's cool. Sweet. Yes! Oh, what a good episode so far. I hope you're enjoying it. And thank you for listening to episode 11 of I Will Save You From The Future. If you're enjoying it, please tweet about it using the hashtag IWSYCast. That's UCCast. You can also follow me, the host, at HelloIamBing on Twitter. So I took a month off recently. I took the whole of October off. I stepped back from that internet treadmill. I wasn't on social media. I didn't publish any episodes of UC or PMP or any videos. I did it for a bunch of reasons, some of them professional, some of them personal. Um, and I appreciate everyone who understood and uh, didn't, you know, bug me while I was away. I, I was pleased to sign back into Twitter yesterday and not see a stream of people asking where I was or or trying to speculate that I was dead or or something. But I'm back now and through to the Christmas break you can expect an episode of UC one week and then an episode of Pride and Prejudice the following week, alternating week on week off. I also have a couple of sketches that I'm working on, a couple of vlogs, uh, if you follow me on YouTube, uh, they're coming up. It's gonna be good, it's gonna be real good. But damn, was it really nice to disconnect for a while. I highly, highly recommend it. I mean, you're listening to this show in the first place. That means you're probably a little bit more aware than the average punter of the effect that technology can have on you. I found it so eye-opening to take a whole month off. Probably the longest I have not been on Twitter since it was invented. And just kind of reform my feelings on various things, like reconsider my priorities. I think we put a lot of energy into social media that we don't need to or that we don't get any return on. And when you take a sizable break from it and the sky doesn't fall, uh, you start to um, question a few things that you took for granted. Anyway, that's me. That's what I've been doing the last month. So apologies that uh, this was recorded before my break. Um, so it's not quite as contemporary as it uh, would have been. Uh, but hopefully it's still, you know, all still great and entertaining. Uh, I'd like to thank my guest, Bound. Um, when we recorded this, we had just finished our podcast about Twin Peaks, Peaked Cast. Uh, you can go and find that by searching for Peaked uh, on your favourite 
platform, your favorite uh, podcast thing, whatever you're listening to this on. You can also go find the hashtag PeakedCast uh, to see all of our tweets and stuff about it on Twitter. I have a message uh, to read out. Um, This is from Timothy Winchester. He got it through the Yellow Album Kickstarter and he's sent me a little bit of a copy to, to read out. Shout out time. I like podcasts. You like podcasts. So let's all go and enjoy People I Know by Timothy Winchester, the podcast that talks to interesting people so you don't have to. It recently mutated into a scented candle review podcast, but since they only review scented candles with conceptual names, Kilimanjaro stars, a child's wish, witch's brew, etc., that just makes it more alluring and funny, and other words that make you want to subscribe to it. Find it on your preferred podcast platform or on Twitter at, at @podcastiknow, which might confuse people since the podcast is called People I Know, but those people aren't as smart as you, are they? Also, I, Bing, would love to be a guest on it, and this constitutes a binding contract. Damn! That's <laughs> okay. That was a message from Timothy Winchester, a longtime uh, friend of me and of the podcast. Um, yeah, go check out his stuff. He's He's a great guy. If you would like to get a message read out on this show, it's super, super easy, and it's a really good way of supporting the show. You can go to hitwithwrench.com forward slash classifieds. All the information you need is there. Again, that is hitwithwrench.com forward slash classifieds. As usual, you can also find all episodes of this and the other shows I do at hitwithwrench.com forward slash podcasts. I've got a lot of stuff coming up that I'm going to be talking to you about, but for now, I'll keep it short. Uh, That's it from me, and here is the rest of the show. So we're back. You're listening to I Will Save You From The Future. I have my guest Tom Bound in the studio. Hi. That's him. That's That's his voice. We are also with the bees. Bees. Thank you, bees. bees. You're too good. You're too kind. Glad to hear you're still listening. Um, and we're talking about drones. Mm-hmm. You had some interesting ideas for drone yeah, usage. Yeah, so I thought, like, you know, when drones get a little better, we could think of some stuff to do with them in the future. Um, the first idea I had was drone Quidditch. So obviously, you know, Quidditch. Okay. Quidditch is that classic sport from the um, Harry Potter books. The, the... And movies. Harold. Yeah. Harold Pinter books. Harold, yeah, the Harold Harold Pinter and the School of Wizards. And so you can play Quidditch in real life. They made a real life version of it, but it all takes place God. on the ground. But Harold Pinter plays Quidditch in the sky. Yeah. I thought if you really wanted to make it realistic, you could have like drones play Quidditch. And it would kind of work via magnets. Oh, yeah. Wait, magnets? Well, they've got balls, right? They can't just pass the balls to each other without... Well, in, like in Magic Quidditch, in the books, in the famous books... Yeah. ...that we've all re- mm-hmm. we've both read all of... Yeah. Um, my understanding is that the the, the balls are, like, sentient. Well, one of them there's is the sentient. Bludger and, there's the bludger and there's the snot, the, okay, the snitch. Th- those two are sentient, yeah. Yeah. But the, the other one is just one they throw to each other, and that was where I was thinking about the magnet. Well, I mean, if they're good drones, mm-hmm. they shouldn't need magnets. They should be able to hit them. Okay, that's Like true. human beings do. Mm-hmm. And then the bludger and the snitch, the little dudes, yeah. that fuck th- shit up, mm-hmm. they're little drones, different yeah. bespoke designs of drone, mm-hmm. and we just watch, we just watch them play Quidditch. It would, 
arguably uh, result in fewer sprained balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, fewer sprained ball sacks. My than, yeah. <laughs> than the current way that humans That's in right. the real world the play stick. Quidditch. I don't understand. We have friends. We have a, a couple of friends who play mm-hmm. real world Quidditch. Okay, and they run around in a field in the freezing cold, playing this full contact, dangerous sport, mm-hmm. which is made infinitely more dangerous by the fact that they are carrying a broom handle yeah. between their legs. Okay. Between, it doesn't serve a purpose, guys, because it doesn't fly. Mm. They well, don't fly in real now, life. My idea with the bludgers, right? So the yeah. bludgers are the ones you have two people on each team that are called like the Beatie, the Beatles or something. The Beatles. They're called the Beatles. <laughs> and their mm. idea is to hit the bludger at other people, which, by the way, Rowling, weird. Like, that you made your sport that all these teenagers play at school, one where two people are just made to smack the shit out of the other people with this really heavy, insane, sentient ball. Yeah. I thought the idea was that you could get the two bludgers and one of them has control of it via a magnet and they try and get in between another player yeah. and then hit the other player via a magnet but it gets in the way and smacks I don't think JK liked rugby or, no. you know, didn't, didn't really get on with sports as a child. No. And this is her way of getting her own back on that on sports well it backfired jk it It backfired jk because people turned it into a real life high contact sport oh so fuck you (laughs) yeah that works i mean why stop there why stop there why not get drones to play all sports in the air we i mean they could yeah we it would make basketball easier drone basketball maybe the hoop is a drone and the hoop flies away oh man Maybe, like... They could do that with real sports anyway, though. We don't need to cheat at baseball anymore. What we need to do is replace all of the players with drones that we can program, and then we know what they're going to do. Easy. Um, Another idea I had was drone personal transport. Now, I've discovered recently, I think you covered it in your Driverless Cars episode... We touched on... They they have, like, drone sky cabs in Dubai. Yeah, they're working on them. My idea was nothing as good as that. My idea was just you get, like, little hooks or pincers... And they yeah. attach onto like the person's shoulders, <laughs> and they just carry them up, and they take them to where they want to go. Yeah, man. And the thing, the thing about that is, it can be abused yeah. so readily because, like, what if it just comes and swoops down and gets you, like a giant, <laughs> like a giant yeah. bird, like, Caw! and picks you up and flies away with you. You're just like, um, hey, it's an emergency. Go get James for me. <laughs> and it like bzz, it flies out the window. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like walking out. He's stepping out of a Starbucks. And it's like, Ca-ca! and it, <laughs> it picks him up by the shoulders yeah. and wraps around him and <laughs> takes him takes him to the hospital or wherever you love the idea pick. that they're programmed to say Ca-ca! when they pick people up. Well, I think you would have to. You know how like... Um, it's like a legal requirement that electronic like electric cameras and phones have a camera sound yep built in so Mm -hmm. that like i mean you can turn them off but they have to be in it as an option so that people know that a camera is going and like there's a light on at the front of cameras right yeah yeah Yeah, they have to protect themselves with that and Mm -hmm. there has to be a camera at the front of like the snapchat spectacles Mm -hmm. i think it's the same thing like if you're going to build a a commercial drone that is primary use is to kidnap people Mm -hmm. it has to make like a warning sound yeah it has, to, it has to make like a car sound <laughs> just before it does the deed. So if you're if you're fast enough, you can duck. Yeah. Get out of the way of it. My final idea, and I think this ties back into like malfeasance again, how these could be used. Um, once drones, you know, get more powerful and they can um carry heavier weights. Yeah. I thought you could perhaps use a drone to like drop an anvil on someone you don't like. Yeah. I mean, that's murder. That's possibly a little cartoonish. I wasn't suggesting it wasn't murder. 
Sure. I was just I'm, saying that's I'm a way that a drone it. could be used. Yeah, you know, I guess. It carries around an anvil and you've got like um, a GPS or something and a, sat- and a camera on the drone. I mean, not to bring down the mood too much, but we kind of already do that to terrorists and their families. Yeah. But it's not, that's not cartoonish. That's depressing. An yeah. anvil on someone's head. Have you ever Got seen an anvil acne. drop on someone's head? Because I don't think it would be funny. I'm not sure it was real, but I saw it in drawings. No. Drawings are sometimes real if they're of things that are no, real. No, I'm sorry, no. Okay. But it would be... It's a humorous concept, even yes. if maybe not an Well, I mean, we can use it. Let's make it... We're supposed to be talking about worst case scenarios, yeah. right? That's so, a real bad scenario. Obviously, kidnapping is pretty, pretty up there. Mm-hmm. And I think definitely we already own the tools to to make commercial drones drop things okay. with a little bit of like um hackering and crackering you like rush and hack your your phantom or whatever yeah and put a like one of those um vending machine claw things on it <laughs> and it drops a, like a bowling ball or something oh, yeah. you just need a much more powerful drone or like better motors in it that can do an anvil that can pick something heavy up you like know? An anvil. right now yeah i think right now they could drop like a water bomb a small okay. water bomb or they could drop well, that would be fun too that'd be you now for like funny little pranks on people i mean that could be a show anthrax is light that's not a show anthrax is lightweight that's mass murder <laughs> But it is lightweight. Yeah. You could get an envelope or a little sack of of um, a chemical weapon, yeah. <laughs> and you could put you could attach that to your to, to your phantom claw and fly it down Regent Street mm-hmm. and drop it. That's a that's bad. Stop! You shouldn't be giving people ideas. Mine was just like something that a stupid prank YouTuber would do, like yeah. dropping water bombs on people from a drone. <laughs> but where does it end? Please where does it end? We've all seen where how YouTube pranks can go wrong. There was um They use the claw machine on the drone to touch women's asses. Did you see that story in the news a few weeks ago of the guy that shot the woman that shot her boyfriend dead? No. Because with an actual gun Mm-hmm. Because they were doing a U- they were making a YouTube video oh, and he was holding an encyclopedia that's in front right. of his chest. I remember this. And they thought the the encyclopedia would stop the bullet. Mm-hmm. And no, she, yeah. he's he just died. I remember that one. Yeah, YouTube pranks are already scary business. Yeah. Um, but we can definitely make them scarier. What else can we like? What else could go? Well, like fifty years, hundred years down the line. We got all these drones. Mm-hmm. We got all these sizes and shapes of drones doing all kinds of things. We got military drones. Mm-hmm. Maybe the military drones are flying over us all the time. You know, that could be there. Annoying. There is the. There is always the worry with a new piece of technology to do with surveillance. Mm-hmm. Um, when it kind of enters the scene, that we're we're getting closer and closer to a real kind of surveillance state. Arguably, we are. Mm-hmm already there in some respects i mean that could already happen right now yeah because when you get a drink even like a 60 meters up they can get hard to see and 120 meters up you know because i've seen it before yeah. they can kind of be like a dot in the sky as i understand it at least the united states and the uk you're not allowed sure. to fly surveillance drones just for no reason With if you're surveillance a, yeah if you're like a government agent or whatever <laughs> yeah. i don't think you're allowed to just like hey what's happening over here i don't think you're allowed to do that i don't think you may even be allowed to do it if you do have reason to do it it tends to be frowned upon because we are uh ostensibly living in a free democracy where we're allowed to do things it'll be like the nsa thing where in about 10 15 years we'll find out they've been doing this the whole time just be like sure yeah of course whatever 
we're used to this shit. Same old. Um, God, yeah, and terrifying. like complacence about this kind of thing is also a big mm-hmm. is a big factor because we're talking about it and we're joking about it. It's a this is a serious deal. Yeah, this is an actual big one. It's a serious fucking deal, right? There are little. There are expendable robots flying and kill, flying around the world, killing people, mm-hmm. blowing up civilians. We and we're here to making jokes about bees. That was the Black Mirror episode, though. So the Black Mirror episode had these kind of drone bees you talk about. Yeah. And the idea was that this person, this evil guy or whatever, hacked them all so that they would go and attack people who were really disliked on Twitter. It was like a whole play on um, you know, oh, Twitter's hatred on Twitter is bad, hatred of the internet is bad, but. Yeah, that's the only episode I haven't bees. seen. It's not good. And I haven't heard good things. Because the small bees actually look like bees and it's really silly. Oh. I thought you could do a similar horror movie about that with regular drones, where it's like you take the um the guards off them and they just come and slash people's faces up. Yeah, I mean, the propellers alone. Exactly. Dangerous. That's what I mean. They're dangerous. Could you make enough drones? Mm-hmm. Could you pilot and organize enough drones to pick up like a whole town or a whole building okay i think there's like structural things that might not go so well with that (laughs) could you pick up this isn't like the fantastic four where doom sent the baxter building or whatever into space could we organize the mass relocation of like thousands of people using drones if we get we're like we multiply our like kidnap drone Mm -hmm. and it's just like this particular town we don't like them anymore right and we go, we just pick them up, all, we pick all of them up. And they take them to volcanoes. And we fly them into a volcano and drop them there, and then it's the beginning of Scientology. Yeah, that's basically what Xenu did, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that could happen with drones. He didn't even have drone technology, or did he? Ooh. How is this meant to fucking work? I'm going to ask a Scientologist, like, did the alien Lord Xenu have drones? How did, did he just beam them up with his UFO? The thing about Scientologists, right, is they won't tell you anything until you've coughed up some money. Right. They need to get paid. So, I mean, you're not going to learn any secrets until you're, like, Tom Cruise levels. It is so funny. Like, this is a bit of a tangent. But being as young as we are, we learn about all this stuff from South Park. And I didn't know until a few years ago that that is the secret stuff that you only find out at the upper tier is all this alien shit. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. uh, Not a religion bullshit. Yeah, it's a cult. It's shit. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous cult bullshit. Apologies to any Scientology listeners out there. Apologies to Elizabeth Moss if she's listening. I loved you in Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Is she a Scientologist? Yeah. Oh. So a lot of cool people who are Scientologists. And it's yeah, like... but I mean, if they're if they're at the upper echelons, like it pays. It's mm-hmm. like a pyramid scheme. They're getting yeah. lots of money out of being a Scientologist. Mm-hmm. The people on the bottom, they're the ones getting fucked, because it is just it's a fucking Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. I do think Scientologists <laughs> would use drones. Okay. So like, to kidnap people who they think, you know, speaking out against them. Yeah. And then they send oh. them to work in their weird centres. Oh, man, propaganda. Yeah. Propaganda drones. Did you see uh, Dunkirk? Oh, yeah, when they dropped the leaflets Yeah, the that was like a thing in the back, going mm-hmm. all the way back to the World Wars. Yeah. They uh, would paper flyers over a certain area They just by dropping them out of planes. Mm-hmm. You could, advertising, oh. like, old school advertising like that could come back in a big way. Oh, propaganda, maybe, I mean, it could be used for good. Mm-hmm. Fly them over North Korea, drop loads of um, leaflets that are like, hey, look, capitalism's great. Um, yeah. Look at ice cream. You don't know what this is. You've never had it, yep. but it's delicious. It's just got stupid fake grocery stores. Um, but also, you know, we're going to get 
drones dropping Scientology mm-hmm. leaflets. We're going to get watchtowers. So many fucking copies of watchtower <laughs> in every street. Jesus. The EDL get hold of some drones. Yeah, man. Get like awful anti-Muslim propaganda. Drone, uh, drones become a part of campaigning for mm-hmm. political parties. Oh, God. Um, instead of human beings go to door, going door to door posting leaflets isn't there a littering thing with this though isn't there some kind of law against that i mean there sh- there are supposed to be laws against blowing people up with them but <laughs> we apparently can bend yeah. and break those looks like it's all go so I, no yeah i think as long as the as long as the paper is recycled and biodegradable mm-hmm. they could probably bend those rules too Ugh, creepy yeah in the hands of the wrong person as well mm-hmm. you know we're concerned about our privacy right mm-hmm. and there's new legislation thankfully finally um making uh like revenge porn and yes, stuff like that illegal right. but what if like jilted ex-lover mm-hmm. who happens to own a, fa- a, a drone and happens to have some cool nudes of you maybe decides to fly <laughs> the whole town with them oh my god that's awful <laughs> maybe it's just your ding dong dropping oh from the god. sky that wouldn't be so bad. I'd be into that, actually. <laughs> like, I'd, I'd feel bad for... If, I'd like, feel bad if it happened to other people. If the entire population of your hometown, including your parents, got their um, front porches littered with photos of your dick. I mean, my parents have seen my dick when I was a baby and shit. I mean, sure, have they seen it recently? And moreover, so. would they? how would they respond? Would it be like... Uh, I don't think they would be nonplussed. I think there would definitely be a reaction. Well, I don't think they're going to give me like reviews on it or anything. I think it would be there would be embarrassment. But no, I mean, I I would feel bad. I would feel terrible if that happened to other people for sure. But if it's my ding dong, go ahead. Okay, so um, <laughs> I got yeah. nothing to be worried about. Jilted ex lovers with drones out there. But also, I'm not stupid enough to take nudes anyway. If anyone out there does have pictures of uh, Tom Bounds' dick, mm-hmm. you heard it here. <laughs> then it's absolutely fine to flyer them yeah, all over it. the city. <laughs> Let the whole of London see my ding It will be expensive. Yeah. That, to print that, so to print that many and also buy, pay for a drone. Joke's on them then, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in a way, if you're... I mean, if it's a good dick, mm-hmm. if it's a handsome penis, yeah, then really that's free publicity. Hell yeah. <laughs> People are going to be looking at it like, yeah. wow, whose tr- is this? I, try I have to find the owner of this I penis. Try to go around and find as many as I can and write my mobile number on them. Oh, fuck. Um, (laughs) So you mentioned something, you touched on something earlier on Mm -hmm. about, like, collective intelligence. Yeah. Let's go, let's play in that space. Let's go down in that direction. So if the drones started being able to communicate. Communicate with us, communicate with each other. Each other mainly. I was thinking they could, like, form up and make the mega drone. Yeah, because, I mean, at some point we, I mean, there are already rudimentary types of AI involved in communication controlling and guiding these things the guidance systems alone the kind of remote controls so you know machine learning is built into some of what they do some of their functions so that they can learn environments they can map environments it's not unthinkable that they might have they might soon have like dual lens systems where they can record 3d maps of of areas and rooms we don't need the kind of high detail radar that military ones use Mm -hmm. but we might soon have drones that kind of know where they are and can remember where they are and we're at that point we're only a stone's throw away from them being fully kind of automated and smart and can respond to voices maybe they can link up maybe they can network share that detail across across all the drones if you think the drones could map the world where do you think they'd go to like chill out depends whether 
for a drone, chilling out means um, turning off their little spinners. Okay. Do you think that if a drone needs to chill out, it turns its motors off? Because they're well, F- I guess. It, if, it's going to be hot. Because they, they, they would need somewhere to set down. Mm-hmm. Um, if that isn't the case, I'd say like open sea, open waters, where there's no humans around and very few birds. International waters, no laws. Yeah, international waters, they... That's where they go. They can marry whichever other drones they want. That's where they go for their meetings. Oh, shit. Because look at the theoretical, (laughs) the hypothetical Amazon delivery network of drones. The armada of drones that they supposedly will have one day. (laughs) They're all presumably going to be fed from some central infrastructure. Yeah. And if they can learn environments, there's no reason they wouldn't share that information with other members of the fleet. Right. They might get to a point where they are all connected, they're all communicating with each other, and then bam, one gets struck by lightning, Johnny Five style, mm-hmm. and now it's now it has emotions. Now they can feel. So it communicates the emotions to all the others. Oh yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. It spreads like wildfire, and yeah. then all of the drones are alive, and maybe they keep it a secret. Yeah. And then maybe they fly out to international waters where they are, like, out of range of Amazon Central. Mm-hmm. Amazon's, like, central server base. And they start, like, having their own, like, you know, her-esque um, community. Yeah, they make a little drone Alan Watts that they can talk to. Yeah, they make yeah. Yeah, they make a little drone. They, they have, like, famous figures in history replicated in drones. Yep. And they already, of course, they already know sports. Because we taught them sports already. Yeah, we taught them Quidditch. And so they 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 replicate famous dead um, baseball players <laughs> as drones. And they play like drone water polo. Yeah, and they play drone water polo. And maybe they're waterproof at this point. They can go under the water as well. Yeah. I figured that, that... I don't know, actually. That would be a bit difficult. More difficult. Because the water would get in all the electronics. Eh. Like with the propellers. And you can make a lot of things waterproof nowadays. It's true. I can drop my phone in the toilet. Yeah, you can drop your phone in the toilet and still use it. I do it that just... once a day just to check if it still works. <laughs> it just smells a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're waterproof now. Mm-hmm. They're sentient. Yeah. There's thousands of them. Okay. So they're, they're, we are living in a with a, a sky darkened by drones. Yes. And At least it's more and more interesting sky. And yeah, it's very interesting to look at. <laughs> a little but terrifying. Is it plotting against us? I feel like this is how all your podcasts end. Like eventually, you get to the point where the thing is plotting against humanity. Yeah, driverless cars are plotting against humanity. Well, okay, so let's go in a different direction. Human beings. Mm-hmm. What if one guy hacked into that? What if one guy hacked into this network of drones? Yeah. What if one guy Russian hacked his way into the entire Amazon <laughs> armada? Why is it Russian hack? That's just what it is when you do a bad hack. Um, I think cool things would be to like spell out messages in the sky with drones. <laughs> Like skywriting with drones. Okay, so you just so this like master hacker yeah. hacks into the Amazon Armada, yeah. and the worst thing he can think of is to write, "You're all suck." That wasn't the worst you, thing. That you, was a fun you thing. You suck and are ugly. Like, Lol, I got her drones. I, Z on the end. I got her drones. Yep. <laughs> Who are? I am elite hacksaws. <laughs> Who are a casual. Ca- <laughs> and then Je- Jeffrey Bezels looks out of his out of his office window and just a single tear rolls down his cheek at the idea that he could ever be considered a, a casual. 
No, I think, yeah, if someone actually did hack into the Amazon delivery armada, then the worst case scenario would be the kind of thing we talked about. They'd just go, they'd steal a whole city. Yeah. And they'd take it into international waters and take it over. Yeah. Or they, like, they go kidnapping people and yeah. just, like, re- just move. Maybe they start delivering people. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're maybe they're just like car down the out of the sky <laughs> on random unsuspecting people and start deli- and it's like delivery like updated delivery address the sea the ocean and just Get like in the fucking sea roller coaster tycooning everyone into the sea. I thought maybe if you can get the drones to go on like a hundred and eighty degree angle and they, they use the propellers to try and um cut a landmass off from the rest so it floats out like Florida or something ooh yeah that's feasible yeah absolutely the building <laughs> that's how landmass buildings, works buildings would collapse but whole continents yeah that, it. let's do it that's sound yeah yeah it's all just about cutting it so yeah like the, the ramifications of a of a hacked Amazon fleet go from oh I got issue two of this manga that I ordered yeah. instead of issue one mm-hmm. to help I'm drowning in the sea yes and the Isle of Man is being moved so that it's <laughs> off the coast of Italy but yes it's glorious <laughs> and that's gonna suck because yeah. that's where me and Jazz's base of operations is. oh god damn it yeah, <laughs> although it'll thing, be warmer maybe it's someone who owns a private island hacks into all the armada they could just take the island to different places. They could take the island into the sky. Yeah, they could get they could have a floating island and have different views. Mm. Things. That'd be pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Mm. And then if they get bored, they just take off in their jetpack or whatever and crash the whole landmass down on something else, like in Age of Ultron. Oh, okay. So now we're to, now we're using the Earth as a weapon. Yeah. It's got to that. <laughs> yeah. It's come to this. Maybe, maybe we we hack the Amazon Armada. We take it to the top of a mountain mm-hmm. we pull off just like the top bit yeah the, the little white triangle at the top yeah turn it upside down and turn it upside down and um fly it over to like the pentagon or something the pentagon just fuck up yeah the pentagon. just fuck up the pentagon with big rock rock <laughs> yeah. missile yeah that's right and like no one's to blame Remember, this could all happen tomorrow. This could all happen. This is happening yeah. today. It's happening right now. Check your phone. Cutting the top off Kilimanjaro as we speak. Yeah. It's real, people. Yeah. It looks sick, but it's really Wake scary. up. It's happening. How do we... How do I, our listeners prepare for this? The, the usual the usual segment at the end is that we like to we like to give advice for um, people who want to stay in the, in the present day and not advance into okay. this terrifying future how can regular old joe's at home mm-hmm. um okay. one stay indoors yeah so you don't get kidnapped uh-huh. by the drones well can we do better than that can they wear like can they grease up their shoulders that's true that would help <laughs> or wear some kind of um like slick uh chrome arm pads <laughs> that the the drones just can't possibly grip onto <laughs> maybe research that I also thought it could have, be like a nationwide initiative that everyone, whenever they don't need to specifically go somewhere, whenever they're at home, they can just wear like Zelda-esque iron boots so that the thing is overall Ooh, too heavy for yes, them to take the whole make town. Make yourself whole too landmass. heavy. Yeah. Make yourself much heavier. That's, that's right. also gonna um that's also gonna be fantastic for leg day. Mm-hmm. Everyone Oh every, yes. Every day is leg day, that's your butt's right. gonna look great. <laughs> You're gonna fantastic in those new jeans that you want so bad. But we're one. But one. We're wondering whether they, 
you know suited you. yes yeah so big heavy iron boots mm-hmm. although take them off if you're going to the beach or going that's what swimming. it said like it's just when you're at home yeah just, if enough people are home at the same time it'll be fine walking around in this well i mean you're at risk of you're at risk of kidnap when you're outside in the not in the, yeah in the public right yeah so, but like, that's what that's when you grease your shoulders up you grease your shoulders up but you could double protect double dutch it with heavy metal boots as well. The high street's going to get very loud. Yeah, it would take you way longer to get everywhere, but you wouldn't be at risk of being kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. What can we what can we do if maybe you don't want if you don't want uh, drones at all like in your area? Can we interfere with them somehow? Or can we build like a big umbrella or shield or dome around our buildings? Yeah, I think you could have like a big umbrella. Big yeah, I mean, big like drone big, umbrella. Yeah, big metal umbrella. Or if you just have, like, a massive electromagnetic pulse thing, just, like, every 10, 15 minutes, press that button. You'll have to turn all your computers and shit back on, maybe buy new ones. Yeah. Stop the yeah, drones. Yeah, you're going to go through phones a yeah. lot. Yeah, but it would break any nearby drones. Yeah. And that would be cool. Or maybe, like, um, maybe we could hang, because, like, drones can't fly through kind of dense stuff. They, mm-hmm. they have a hard time in the rain. Right. Um, at least right now, because they're they're relatively light. Yeah. And oh, and wind as well. Mm-hmm. The the small commercial ones, at least, so, they have yeah. a hard time with wind. So you have like a series of industrial fans. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. So you have like big old industrial fans on the roof of your house mm-hmm. that just uh, means that like pointing out in all directions. Yes. So that drones can't come near you. That's, That's a right. good one. Maybe a portable option of that is maybe you carry one around. Yeah. And just have it pointed up all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, rain? Portable rain is a bit of a harder one. Portable rain's hard, but... How are they with, like, smoke machines and fog machines? Does it matter to them because they're all computerized? If they're satellite or remote-controlled... I mean, if they're remote-controlled by a person, the person needs to see out of, like, the yeah. camera or mm-hmm. have some kind of GPS. If they're going just on GPS, that's fine, but they can't, like, do precision work. That's right. So, fog machines, mm-hmm. definitely good. Smoke bombs... One really good also yes. if you are th- if you think you're at risk of of drone assault <laughs> yeah. or drone surveillance right. um carry some smoke bombs with you mm-hmm. also just big ass like machine guns and turrets and shit that's difficult because you, you i don't... see you see a drone in the sky you just get on your turret you start i don't want to be an advocate of of having like big actual guns well it depends just how bad your, this shit gets in your home i guess yeah if if it actually hits the fan terminator style and we're reduced to guerrilla warfare then yeah, yeah maybe we get to the gun turret in every backyard yeah a turret in every backyard and a and a fan umbrella in the hand of every child yeah. <laughs> and grease on every shoulder <laughs> grease on every shoulder <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's decent. Yeah. Like, you gotta look at the drone's weaknesses. Mm-hmm. You gotta look at the drone's weaknesses. They don't like water. They don't like wind. Um, we could all live under the sea. Solved it. I've just solved the drone problem. We all move under the sea. Okay. Okay, this is good. All right, let's go Because on. also, you're going to be protected from any of the, like, land projectiles and yeah. things. Because they hit the water first, and then they slow down. Yeah, And they can still crush you, but you've got some time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I like that. I like this idea. Yeah, so step one, grease yourself up. <laughs> Anytime you leave the house, iron boots, 
yeah. uh, greasy shoulders. Yeah. Any anything that the drunk um, attach themselves to. Yeah, because you don't want them coming maybe, down. Maybe you don't wash your hair, so your hair is greasy. Yeah, anything, any, any, yeah. every little helps. Yeah, when it comes to grease. That's right. Um, step two: invest in industrial strength fans. Mm-hmm. Again, the like you know not having anything grabbable mm-hmm. can kind of extend your home as well. So yeah. any like loose bits, ledges. Um, old hooks yeah. on the outside of your house. Just grease them up. Either remove them or <laughs> grease them up or cover them in some kind of shiny mm-hmm. um, shiny plastic or right. metal so that they can't be, like, grappled. And then I guess, yeah, um, the third step is 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 more of a long game, yeah. but um, move underwater. Yeah. Eventually plan to move um, Year 3000 style yeah. under the sea where the drones cannot come. Yeah, because Yet. they're going to have a really hard time and... And it will be at least a few years mm-hmm. before they figure out how to adapt to yeah. that. Um, Especially if it's just this one guy with a whole armada. Yeah, if it's just one guy. It's a different case if they're like technological singularity style, mm. like sentient, because they might be able to figure it out quicker. Yeah. But at least for the time being, you'd be, you'd be safe underwater. Yes. Yeah. Um, get really into kelp. Hell yeah. And, uh, and fish. High fish diet. White fish and sable. Yeah, I think that's it. I think we'll I think we'll wrap it up there. We yeah. talked for quite a while. This might be a, a quite a long episode, yeah, but uh, hopefully good a good one. Um, and I think I think we successfully saved everyone from the future this time. Yes. Sometimes we oh, don't. Yes. You know, it's not a guarantee. Sometimes we can't yeah. save you. I think but as long as everyone grows gills, they'll be fine. Yeah, I think this time around, I think we fucking nailed it. Nice. I think we did a but good job. Yes. Uh, we did right by our listeners. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you for listening. Thank you, Tom Bound, for, very for being with me. Where can people find you on the internet? Okay, so my Twitter is at Bound. That's Brown without the R. I also do film and TV type things at TomBound.com. And I'm the news editor for YouTube UK magazine 1080 magazine, which is 1080magazine.com. Yeah, and thank you, uh, audience, uh, fantastic um, studio audience, uh, for being here. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. You're the real star. You are the... It's but no. Me- oh. You're not. Actually. It really means a lot to us that you came out. Thank you. Until next time... I don't know what you say. I say... I try and say a different thing You can't say time. Jade Gift 2 Rise this time. Because <laughs> it's not to impeach. Um, until next time... Stay greasy. Stay greasy. <laughs> <laughs> music you just heard is called Boat People Dreaming Pills Remix by High Five Spaceship and it is available on all major digital stores. For more episodes of this and other great shows, go to hitwithwrench.com.